Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the TKZ Outdoors podcast. We'll be talking turkey today from the UP of Michigan with Cody Norton and Coulter Lubin and myself, Don Brown. We are going to go over the first couple weeks of the season here and and dive into our hunts we've had so far in the UP and a little bit of Michigan turkey hunting in general. So stay tuned. We're going to get these guys on the phone here in a second. We'll be talking turkey in the UP of Michigan. We got Cody Norton and Colton Newton on the line here. We're going to be talking turkey. How's it going, fellas? It's going. It's going pretty good, Dad. Just going? Well, I mean, I'd rather if we were all, like, together in person looking at each other. Oh, that's sweet. I know. I know. One of these days we'll, we'll be able to do that again. We'll still have to, yeah, have to stay six feet apart, but at least we could be in the same general area. I can't be next to you guys and be stay with within six feet. I gotta get closer than that. <laughs> don't wanna force them to break the law, Don. No, no. <laughs> don't don't tempt me. <laughs> All right, so we're here. It's finally spring in the UP. Um, the grass is starting to show green here in Trinary, and. Uh, there's actually grass, which is cool, which is a lot different than the last time we talked, where we were covered. Don, I got stuck in a snowdrift today. Did you? Yeah, I did. Legitimately. I know up north there's still quite a bit of snow. I know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I mostly pulled into it and kind of got stuck just to say I got stuck in, like, April 30th. But, yeah, there's like, a three-foot snowdrift on that road I was on today. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be here till next winter. You never know. Never know. So, we just opened up, what's it, April 30th, you said? We just opened up uh, Michigan's turkey season on the 18th this year. Um, and in the UP here, our turkey tag, it's unit M, and it runs from opening day on the 18th till the end of May, 31st. So we got, what, five weeks to chase turkeys? And... Which is kind of new. It started, what was it? There's always been an open on a Monday. This year was on a Saturday. So we got an extra weekend out of the season, which is pretty cool. Um, but other than that, downstate is kind of similar setup. We have a we have a few different turf, turkey tags in Michigan if you really want to know more about it. Um, go online, michigan.gov slash DNR turkey or something like that. And you'll find you'll find what you need. With lots of birds in this state, there's lots of opportunity for sure to chase turkeys. But here in the but 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 well, but it just point out that like we have a couple different seasons, a couple different tag options. But regardless, in Michigan, we're still only allowed one tom turkey. per spring. Right, one bearded turkey per spring. Yeah, oh yeah, yes. one bearded turkey per spring. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that more in a little bit here, but. Um, so yeah, there's lots of lots of tags available. Usually this year sold out of one of them, which was the first time ever, but they did change the season structure, so I think that has a lot to do with it. But in the UP, we don't really sell out of tags, and there's um, enough turkeys to find a hunt, but there's not a ton of them either, unless you're in some primo private ground. But... Um, well, Don, actually, I was just... I did another... Had a radio interview the other day for work, and uh, 
we've sold for the first time since 2009 we've sold over 5,000 turkey tags in the up and our quote is 6,000 and that was a week week and a half ago so we've sold a lot of turkey tags this year compared to most years yeah and i think not only like that season structure change for the downstate unit zz tag which used to be just a two-week season now it's the full season but with everybody being cooped up because of this covid stuff everybody's looking to get outside and recreate and i think we got a lot of first time turkey hunters hitting the woods which is pretty encouraging for the sport in general because chasing turkeys is one of my my favorite things to do in the springtime it doesn't get much better than that dare say it might be even a little more of a favorite than deer hunting but that's almost blasphemy to say something like that yeah, yeah that's pushing that's really pushing <laughs> so um i guess that kind of is the layout of our tag here in the up specific to us and it's a whole up tag which is kind of cool so if you find birds anywhere in the up public ground or private ground you have the tag to kill them um what did you guys do to find turkeys this spring? Because like we were talking about, we had a lot of snow early and it kind of melted before season. And then we got that big snowstorm where it was up to 30 inches in spots. Most spots, it was at least a foot. Um, what was your guys' strategies for finding birds this spring and um, trying to get on them for the opener? Um, well, me, this is Coulter speaking here. I, so, you know, I have, um, pretty good permission ground that that i you know i, I gotta ask every year i gotta ask these farmers and uh, private property owners whether or not i can hunt every year but this area it's in like central delta county and it's just i mean even with you know even with decent amounts of snow there's still these birds are still in this area pretty much you know 12 months out of the year all year round so what i did was i just uh you know i just kind of I, I didn't really go like look for birds i just knew the farms that i typically can get permission so i went around to those farms and and asked permission i actually did it via phone this year which i typically don't like to do i typically like to go go up to the barn or go up to the house and get my permissions but because all the stuff with covid i decided to call them all and they were still totally cool with me hunting their property and they mentioned that you know they had a fair amount of turkeys around some of their feed bins and cattle pastures and and silage bales so i knew that those turkeys would be there i was just uh you know, just thought that maybe they would be a little bit more grouped up. So I ended up hanging a few trail cameras to try to figure some of that out. Right. And that, that's a pretty good point. Usually, yeah, I think most places are like this, but especially here in Michigan, that, that first week or two of the season, um, especially because we're usually cold, colder weather, they're, they're in big flocks yet. I know, Cody will probably talk a little bit about it, but where we usually hunt, they're usually still in big flocks. I think opening day was, you know, 30-some birds yet all hunkered up together. But that's that's like one of the biggest early season things this year is they're not, or strategies for hunting up here in, in Michigan in general is you got to find those birds and they could all be on one chunk of ground instead of spread out more on more ground like they are a little later in the, the spring into early summer there so what about you code what, what was your deal there you know honestly like <laughs> typically in a year we'll we'll be out in the woods a lot and just driving around a lot checking out areas going out getting out for work um 
and this year, I mean, it's it's been really different. <laughs> We've been kind of cooped up and uh, haven't haven't gotten out too much, especially you know when it before opener and even up to opener. Like some of our two tracks, you couldn't drive down. You know, there's still so much snow on the ground. Um, and we've, we've had a permission for, I guess it's the fourth year that we've hunted there for turkeys down in Schoolcraft County in South Central UP. Um, and we ended up, I ended up calling up, uh, the, the landowner that we got permission from before and talked to him. And, and it was pretty interesting talking with them that, uh, you know, the birds really, they had just just started to show up. I think that like the week before season, uh, where typically they're way they're back much earlier. The snow melts out much earlier, um, and they're like Don said, they're they're grouped up in huge flocks. I mean, we've had over fifty birds in a in a flock hanging out in the middle of the field. Um, so it, was, it was, seemed quite a bit delayed this year. Um, and then by the time, by the second week of season, when we were down there, I mean, we, we probably saw the, the fewest number of turkeys we've ever seen there, um, where it looked like they kind of, you know, reflocked up and then, and then broke out and, and spread out so much that we had, uh, just, just small groups left behind. So it was very different than last year, but my amount of scouting was was pretty minimal this year. <laughs> you have to rely on the landowner, and, and we knew that it's just just always a good spot to, to find birds. So um, definitely didn't put as much effort in on public lands or, or other private properties um, this year compared to a few years in the past. Yeah, and that that's another good point, like, you get those honey holes where you just know there's going to be birds kind of doing the same thing year to year. It doesn't, you don't need to do a, a ton of scouting in those situations if you have, have those grounds available to you. Um, and I know nearby there where we kind of, we cruise some public land, there's, it can be pretty hit or miss, you know, it's pretty unreliable, especially when you're driving, you know, over an hour to get there. Scouting might not always be practical with young families and all that all that stuff but um and it, and it was interesting too this year because at least right in our little block where we were hunting we saw more hunters than we ever had yeah. right i mean not that there's many but for for a small area it was and we had somebody park right across the road we've never had that in you know four years there and um it definitely seemed like more people were getting out and, and turkey hunting yeah, and getting out right away in the season we heard shots on opening day we've never heard shots yeah on down there before you know so yep, that's true. looking to get out and and recreate and chase some turkeys around which is cool to see yeah for sure and that that place you know there's i think there's public land where there's only a few birds but maybe it's easier to call them in or get on them but then for this spot it's a it's a honey hole like you said there's just always turkeys there always always toms and jakes always usually big flocks of birds but actually getting they, they don't respond to calls very well they don't respond to decoys very well they kind of have that bigger group mentality and and just figure if you're interested you're going to come check them out so it's a little uh it's a honey hole for the numbers of turkeys but it's it's kind of a challenging spot to hunt especially with the there's only a 40 acre chunk so yeah the biggest biggest cat and mouse game of turkey hunting i've ever seen is that that place you know 
you can zig, yeah. you'll zag, you can do, you know, it's just, it's tough and it's a very frustrating place, but at least you're always seeing or hearing birds, which kind of is the draw to go back there. Otherwise it'd be like, ah, screw this place. It's, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yep. It looks so easy from the outside, you know, right, or yeah. just standing in the, in the driveway looking and you get out there and it's just, ugh. Yeah, it's just frustrating. Exactly. a couple hundred yards, everything changes. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I know, I think yeah. the, the, the landowner just cannot fathom how we don't just shoot birds the first five minutes we're there right. every time. <laughs> yeah, something I wanted to point out, Don, and, you know, up here in you know, Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and, and I'm sure other parts of Michigan too, I didn't turkey hunt at all growing up, so I can't really speak for down there, but I think just really, especially when we have these late, I call late winters like we had where we get some late snow really at just identifying if possible where these birds are feeding you know when they're still in those big flocks you know for for like where i hunt i hunt an area where you know there's is predominantly agriculture so there's not like people necessarily feeding like purposely feeding turkeys and deer it's more just like they're taking advantage of what feeds available so some different sources of food in those farming those agricultural areas are of course like silage bales feed lots and then the big thing that played into where um where we ended up hunting i didn't end up shooting my bird there but where i filmed a hunt was standing corn and it was an area that it was probably 30 there was probably 30 or 40 acres of standing corn maybe a little bit more than that and it just really seemed like with all that snow all those birds that are typically spread out over a couple thousand acres were all really in like a 100 to 200 acre area and it was all right around that standing corn because that's where they were most of the winter so when you get these late late winters like this i think it's really important early season to identify where they're feeding because that's where they're still going to be because it's almost like winter still yeah they're not spreading out um getting in there like i don't know you want to call it spring territories or summer summer grounds or whatever they're they're still where they winter and where they winter is where they're going to find lots of food so like you said when conditions are cold and they're not going to get too far from those known food sources and go venture out and, and get stuck with nothing so that's a very very good point there um so it sounds like there was very little scouting. I know <laughs> I did some scouting here around around the house, but I haven't yet to turn up very much, and they haven't showed up on my at my property yet. So trying to shoot uh, Trinary Tom here might be an issue this year. So, but I know you guys got on some birds. So let's let's hear Coulter. Let's hear your your stories here for the first couple weeks of the season. I know you had some good ones. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's story time. Um, so, you know, myself, uh, I'm not a very good turkey hunter at all. I'm actually pretty terrible. Um, some of it's just due to the fact that I'm not very experienced at it. And the other thing is I, I can't hear very well at all. So, of course, that makes turkey hunting very hard. Um, so that's part of the reason I kind of went with that trail camera scouting effort. It was to try to almost like deer hunt them because I knew I was going to have to hunt by myself a little bit this year. So I just want to set some trail cameras up in some areas that I knew some birds might be crossing or, you know, traveling from food source to roost. And I, uh, so I ended up opening morning, April 18th, I ended up, which I am, was not a 
turkey hunter at all until I moved to the UP and I just met some people that kind of more or less got me into it. And, uh, so I got up at like five o'clock or no, like four o'clock in the morning to get into my blind on time. And I, I heard some birds on opening morning, but didn't, uh, didn't get anything. And I ended up actually meeting up with a buddy, uh, later on that afternoon and he, uh, let me hunt one of his spots. And my goal this year was to shoot one with my bow. Um, that was just kind of a, it wasn't necessarily like I had to shoot one with my bow, but I wanted to give my bow an honest effort before I decided to, you know, switch to the shotgun. So he had a spot that he said these, these big, big flock of birds. And, you know, like, like we said earlier, you know, they were still really flocked up because of the snow. There's a pretty big group of birds from like 15 to 25 birds frequenting this cattle pasture area. Um, and so he thought it would be a good spot for me to set up in a tent and try to, you know, try to get it try to get a tom with my uh with my bow so opening night i did that and we nestled in the tent there and this group of it's hard to say i almost have to look at the footage to be honest but i want to say there was five to six toms and you know maybe nine to ten hens they kind of came flying into this area and it was just kind of like total chaos and I, like i said i've never shot a turkey with my bow you know of course i had a general idea where to you know where to aim on it where to put the where to put the pin but uh, they were just, they were moving quick. And the big, the big Tom, not that I am like a, you know, like a, uh, a turkey snob or anything, I would have shot a Jake, but they, there was this big roper that came in and I really would have liked to get him, but he, uh, he knew something was up with that tent and he might've saw me draw. And, uh, but this, this other, he ended up being a 10 inch beard, came by and was able to, he was the last turkey that was like in my sight window that I could have got a shot at. And I was able to kind of, shoot him quartering, I guess kind of quartering away and put a, put a great shot on this bird. And he only went, he only went about 15, 20 yards. What was interesting is that, so we were, you know, we were filming it and, and, and we were, uh, we were watching and I shot and we thought we saw the bird go down, but we couldn't see it once it was down. And then we kind of saw the other times grouping up in a, in kind of where we thought we saw a flap. But because we couldn't see it for sure, I was like, man, did I like, you know, I knew I hit it. We saw the arrow sticking out of it, but I wasn't exactly sure if I had killed the bird. But after uh, getting out of the tent and looking, we found my Tom over there just laying 15, 20 yards from where I shot it. And I, I was pretty pumped up just to do it with my, just do it with my ball. It wasn't your typical call and, you know, decoy kind of hunt, but. You know, like as there was still snow. I mean, you'll probably see it in the in the footage eventually. But there's snow on 50, 60 percent of the ground yet. So they were still on a very much feeding pattern. So I guess we kind of more or less hunted them like deer. Got that big rutting buck coming in there chasing does. All all hell breaks loose, and you got to try to get on one, right? Sounds like a yeah. It's almost it's almost what it was like. (laughs) That there's about six rutting bucks. But but yeah, it was uh it was it was fun. It was cool, and I was. You know, hunting with my buddy there that, you know, we share some hunting property permissions. And he's actually one of the one of the people that really got me into turkey hunting. Not that, you know, I'm like a diehard, but I mean, I got up at four o'clock opening morning. So that's obviously I care more about it than I would have a few years ago because I wouldn't have been getting up at four o'clock in the morning on opening day. Because you guys know you were out there. It was like 20 degrees out. Yeah, it was in, it was in the teens where we were at for opening day. It was. It would have been real easy to flop over and say, hey, I got a month and a half to get this done. I can get her done another day, you know. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, no, that was a fun hunt. It was just cool to do it with my bow, and it was just crazy. It's like opening night, my turkey season's over, you know. But, you know, because we do, you know, uh, we film our hunts and stuff, I 
I figured I could get some opportunities to still get out and get the experience, um, some more hunts just by being willing to film. So I sent a couple of texts out and, uh, kind of a guy that I uh, got to know through, um, one of Don and I's old co and Cody's old coworkers. Um, I got to know him through our hare hunting camp that we do up in, up in Northern, uh, upper peninsula. And he's a big Turkey hunter. And I was like, Hey, do you want to come down to some of my properties? I didn't really get to hunt them. And, I'll just film you. So we went out, it would have been Sunday, the April 19th, and went out and uh, checked out all our properties, and there were some birds working around, but it was kind of windy, and the weather was kind of spitting rain, so they weren't really out in the fields, um, you know, real heavy, so we didn't spot a whole lot of them. We were actually, we had just walked like probably a mile, mile and a half doing some just trying to go up and strike a bird up, and just, we didn't. We saw tons of sand hill and tons of geese and deer just, and uh but but no turkeys and i'm like hey man let's take a break and just sit in the truck and there's kind of this all this property that i have i have like permission on like 2200 acres um there's this one corner where i can see a large amount of this permission that i have and we were sitting there just drinking a pop and eating some chips and i was like let's just take a break and we'll you know then we'll go back out on another hike and i'm looking and i I look across the field about five, six hundred yards away, and I was like, holy cow, there's two birds out there. And I look, and he's like, well, one of them's got a red head. And I was like, good enough for me. So we jump out of the truck, and we bail out, and we go to a, a corner that we felt those birds would work up if they continued on the path we last saw them. And he threw out a couple of calls, and we were nestled under some cedar trees, and all of a sudden, you know, this stinking bird comes up that edge and just pounded like 60 yards away it almost made me jump you know and this turkey comes right up the edge just this time it was interesting it didn't have much of a beard at all it must have froze off but i had almost one inch spurs but came around we got some beautiful footage of this on the gopro on his head and then me filming and it was just a really cool hunt because like my hunt i didn't get a whole lot of interaction with the birds vocalizing and this one just totally made up for it and we were we were pretty jacked when he shot that bird i mean i was i was shaking and i was the one behind the camera i wasn't even on the trigger <laughs> that's what it's all about man those, those are the those, mm-hmm. are those kind of hunts those that's what gets you, that's what gets you up at four o'clock in the morning when it's, yeah it's it's true it was really cool you like you'll you can hear it in the footage. That thing pounds. It was out of sight to me, and he just roared. I'm like, holy cow, you know. Like, oh, my gosh, this is going to happen, you know. It was just totally cool. Like I said, it didn't have much of a beard on it at all. But, you know, he didn't really care about that. It was a mature bird, and it came in the way we wanted it to come in. And, and we actually did set some decoys up on that hunt. He barely called, like, just a little bit. And, uh, and we put, uh, I think we had a Jake and two hens out. And he came around the corner, and it's really cool. You can see it on the footage. He just comes around the corner, and he can see those decoys, and he just and he struts right up, and he's just he's starting to get after it. Um, but then I think he saw me. I was, you know, adjusting my camera, trying to get the perfect footage, and he saw me or something. He started putting and working away, but we were able to we were able to make it happen, and it was it was really exciting, especially to hunt with that guy who's super passionate about turkey hunting, and he was just. He was just jacked to get that opportunity, and he kind of loves being filmed. I film him quite a bit during hair season, so just a cool, cool thing to do with a you know with a friend that you know just just really you know sees turkey hunting as it's like his favorite thing to do. Actually, he said he he loves to turkey hunt more than he loves to do any other kind of hunting or fishing. So it was cool to be along for that. There's a few of us out there, then, eh? Yeah, there's yeah, there's more than one. <laughs> there's more than one, right? <laughs> 
That's some pretty cool stuff right there. Cody, I want you to start talking now, and I want you to tell the full story. Don't don't leave anything out. Oh, I, I wouldn't dream of it, Don. <laughs> how'd, your, how'd, no, your, uh, how'd your turkey hunting go so far this year? Yeah, I think, I mean, it kind of started off around the same time as Coulter. I think I got up at like 3 a.m. opening morning as I have like an hour and a half drive down to our turkey spot. Don gets to sleep in a little bit, a little bit more. Um, it was goofy this year. We each we drove separate. We set up two pop up lines on opening day to kind of trying to abide by the rules and and uh, yeah, yeah. So that was that was kind of different. Um, but yeah, we got out there. I think by the time we were actually set up, we we felt like maybe we should have been there a little bit earlier. Um, which is kind of kind of amazing with how <laughs> early we get up, but I think we, you know, we we're trying to get a game plan together. It's opening day. We're trying to figure these, figure out where the birds are going to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we got down to the property. We set up at a spot where we had set up the previous year. I think just we scooted down a little ways to try to cover a couple more avenues that they could come around, but just hoping that the birds were going to do similar things as last year and that we could get on them. Uh, so we get all set up and, and typically what's happened here in the past, because there are such large groups, we've kind of decided we need to make, <laughs> need to treat it almost like goose hunting. We need to put out a little decoy spread and try to make the, make a big enough group where they might be interested in us. So um, we ended up, we had five decoys out. We had a, a Jake and four hens including like a 20 year old foam <laughs> foam decoy that didn't look too good next to our avian x's and, and stuff but kind of anything that we could find that looked like a turkey we we're trying to put together for this um and the birds there there were some uh roosted right right near the field probably so close to the field that they watched us set up <laughs> it's good but uh, they had roosted right up on on uh, a ridge to the east of the of the main kind of field there, um, where we've seen them roost before. But they don't always roost there. But they, they ended up flying down, coming down. A little uh, a tom with a short beard um, came down and onto the edge of the field and started calling. You know, trying to display to the rest of the group with a bunch of jakes and hens up on the ridge um and it's kind of it's an interesting place because it seems like the jakes kind of rule the roost <laughs> for this one i mean the jakes were right in with the hens and that tom was kind of being kicked to the side so it was kind of interesting to see and he was trying to pull them out into the field and trying to pull them out into the field and they they would not uh go along with them so they all ended up disappearing into the woods um, and then the wind really picked up, so that ended up being a cold, windy day. I think, Don, I think one of your tent, uh, tent poles got messed up even, right? Yes, one snapped. <laughs> yeah, yep. it was ridiculous. We had to tie the thing down and stake everything, and it was still, we were still holding it down with our feet at different times, so it's kind of, kind of ridiculous for trying to turkey hunt, but normally those birds will go out in the field and they'll just bounce around the field i mean for most of the day they'll leave you know during midday and and maybe some other birds will join in the morning or evening but 
they, these birds like never even went out in the field. It was crazy. That was the first time we'd ever seen that. And we figured because it was so windy and, and everything, they might have might have wanted some cover. And that really became apparent when we were sitting there staring out over our decoys, and we had an immature bald eagle come down and hit my hen decoy twice. Right? I mean, I don't know. Our decoys were maybe 15 yards in front of us, Don. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And the, the decoy it hit was a feeding hen that had its head down, and all the rest of them had their heads up. So I think that was that was kind of neat. But literally just saw a, sh- a huge shadow appear, and then wham, this thing tries to pick the decoy up. So luckily it couldn't quite get a grip. I think it went out like 30, 40 yards and landed and checked us out, and then I'm taken off. But um yeah pretty pretty cool to see so once we figured that they probably weren't going to be going out in the field we decided to go set up in the woods and so that was well yeah we went and drove around a little before that and then we came back right now yeah we came back and they made an appearance out in the field but they just cut across the corner right back into the woods so that kind of kind of made up our mind for what we should do in the afternoon <laughs> yeah yep yeah, we had them cruising through that corner and going out, and we were hoping maybe, you know, <laughs> there was a chance that they were going to come right back through that corner, which these birds down there, it seems like they, it's just, I think they flip a coin determining how they're going to leave and how they're going to come back, but, um, which I'm, yeah, I'm sure every turkey hunter feels like that somewhat, but we, uh, so yeah, we ended up going down, we set up a tent for the evening hunt kind of right on the corner of the field. But then we tucked back in and followed a ridge that led to that corner where we had seen the birds leave, creeped down it, um, ended up setting up, I don't know, probably 7,500 yards from the field back along that ridge, um, found a couple good trees and set up, and then um, Don started calling. And we, yeah, we, we waited, ended up. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, against all odds, we could hardly hear the calls when we were calling <laughs> because the wind was whipping so hard. Um, but we started seeing some movement back through the trees, and we had some some turkeys come in off the end of that ridge, um, and they started working towards us. We, ended up, we could definitely see there were some toms and some jakes mixed in. Um, and that, it happened where Don was directly behind my tree from the birds <laughs> so he was having a hard time seeing we couldn't really communicate i couldn't tell when he had anything on camera um so it was, yeah it was, uh, a little, yeah a little, it was a, a tough situation a little like bit but complete uh, turkey chaos at like 35 to 40 yards where the whole flock got all fired up from the calling and the toms were chasing hens and they were chasing toms and the jakes were chasing the toms and it was just just constant circling and running around you know just on that edge of range right there <laughs> yep yep and i had my yeah my old steven single shot so i was a little worried about how far i could reach out um but we finally had a couple birds off to our right side start working towards the left and talking to Don, I'm like, yeah, are you good? You know, can you see? Should I shoot? And uh, he ended up saying, yeah. So I waited on the first one. Um, I thought it was going to take a step too quick. Waited for that second one to come through, which is kind of the absolute last opportunity because the birds were, were starting to look like they were moving, moving away. 
Um, yeah, so I fired, and the birds, you know, chaos ensued, and we had a few toms actually fly up into the trees around us, which was kind of neat. Um, and there was there was no bird left on the ground, <laughs> so I whiffed it either above or below or somewhere besides where the where his head was. So um, that was a bummer. That was pretty cool for me because I have the first few birds I've shot. I didn't get into it as a kid as much. My dad wasn't really into it. Um, I've played around with it a little bit, but I actually got my first bird four seasons ago, and um, all of them have been out of tents. So it's been, it's been a little different than the traditional being in the woods up against the tree and, and calling them in. So that was a really cool experience to be be like that. But then I missed anyways. So <laughs> it was great. But you're, and I, but you're still an amateur, clearly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I got the same problem. Becoming very apparent, you know. So. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, I think one or two times flew off and there was one left in the tree. We were looking at him. We could see him pretty close, and he—he he was the what we believed was the Tom from that morning that had a, a short beard, and we nicknamed him Stubby. And he ended up flying off to um, once we got up, and we're actually searching, looking to see if I might have hit something. So then, yeah, we went back in the field, and um, nothing really eventful happened. We were we were done for the day for the first opening day um and then in fear of you know making our wives too angry this early in the season <laughs> we we decided to and the and the weather was pretty terrible sunday although obviously culture you guys got it done but uh we decided to to hold off and wait until the following saturday um yeah, because neither of us could go Friday, and that was the first when the nice weather really started rolling in. So we went back down on on that second Saturday of season, got all set up in the exact same place as before, and with that nicer weather, you could see the birds came out of that same roost, um, worked around us, basically circled us all the way around us, did a complete 180. And then four, so this is a much smaller group than we've usually seen at this place, but this this is kind of the group that was hanging around all day, but we had six hens and two toms come through. And four of those hens came right up into the decoys, checking us out, you know, I don't know, 20 yards. We had to set up, but the two hens that the toms were most interested decided to walk through it, what, 60 yards down? Yeah, yeah, just something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. And especially for my gun, I, I just wasn't wouldn't have been comfortable shooting that far. Um, what gun were you using this that weekend? Oh yeah, that is when I swapped it out, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I I got all you know concerned about missing with the single shot, so I decided to grab my a Mossberg uh, pump twelve gauge that I have, but. In checking it right before I went, I discovered it had a only had a modified choke. So then I was really thinking I need to be pretty close to these birds <laughs> before I pulled the trigger. So um, yeah, 
since then we've been we've been talking about different ways to try to build it up into a serious turkey gun so hopefully we can get that put together for next year one of the, but uh one of the cool yeah. things that about that group of four hens that came in is one of them has like a seven inch beard on it yeah it was it was goofy and as soon as she walked into those decoys you could tell you know you could see that beard plain as bidet it was um i don't know it's probably as thick as a pencil maybe a little thicker yeah just like it wasn't it wasn't like wispy it was like a nice thick beard you know yeah yeah yep and and it was interesting because especially we got to watch her throughout the day but even like initially you could tell just that the front feathers were just a little bit darker and glossier on her kind of like it you know looking more like a jake and her head had some a little bit of red to it and she ended up fanning out a couple times well quite a few times over the over the entire day yeah, so that was pretty neat once in a while <laughs> yeah she'd get all fired up and she was definitely leading the pack um it was it was really neat to see um and we did we we thought we thought a little bit about taking her home with us but uh <laughs> i really our mission this year was we needed to hold off for times because we've been jake taken for three years and needed to <laughs> Finally, finally check that off. Especially I feel me, like I feel like going, going from finger taken to hen taken would have been a decent progression for you too. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like you could have done it and would have like I really do. Like you two knuckleheads out there, it'd be like, "Yep, that's about right." Finger <laughs> taken to. Believe me, man. What's that? I, I tried to get him to shoot that head, and it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> I know. Oh you man, I, I'll be honest. If I was in the, if I would have been there, I probably would have shot it. <laughs> it was. If I, I had, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, if it was like, if it was next year, and I'd already shot a tom, I, I think I'd do it. Just like once in a, I don't know. They're so rare. They're so. It'd be, it'd be pretty interesting. I don't know. Do you know, Don? What the. What is the ratio of beard? I've heard it before, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Beard hens. I have no idea. I didn't know if there was a ratio, maybe like a certain percentage of the general. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And who knows where that came from, but it's not it's high not at much. all. I mean, you're too, yeah. You know, it's not much. Not I've much. heard it before too, cold, but I can't remember. Yeah. I think I've seen yeah, like three in my lifetime, including that one, that have been bearded yeah. hens. Yeah, and you've been turkey on a lot. You know, it's not like me. I've never seen one, but that's not going by much because I don't. I haven't only turkey hunted since I moved to the UP five six years ago. So oh, I've been probably turkey hunting now. It's to be my twentieth <laughs> turkey season out there in the turkey woods. So yeah, well, well, well yeah, you're next you know, seven. Tree, tree, tree hens in twenty years. That's how much I've seen that have beards. Well, there ain't many of them. <laughs> to kill something that was like legal it was pretty shocking yeah yeah and yeah i like i like coming home with something yeah, <laughs> you're a, you're you're a hunter you're a you're a, ga- a hunter gatherer yep exactly i'm not i'm not playing with my food catching 
catcher at least angling over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, get to, we'll, we'll get to that later. Keep going with your turkey short. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, they walked off and they, yeah, they, I mean, pretty much after those hens check out a decoy from what we've kind of figured out from this spot, like, once they check it out, see what's up, they they don't have a reason to come back. So we we kind of felt like we missed our our big opportunity there. So that was a little a little rough. We got to we watched them for most of the morning, just you know, just staying out of range, not not coming over, not talking to us, not no interest at all. Um, and then they ended up going out over over a ridge on the the opposite side of the field from from the roosting tree. And they ended up leaving the field and Don and I, a lot of times we sit around saying, what should we do? Where, where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? What, you know, should we, should we move now? Should we wait a little bit? So we finally just said, Hey, we get, we gotta, we gotta jump on this instead of, instead of hemming and hawing about it. And, and we ended up running up and, um, I can't remember. Do we, we set up the, we, yeah, we set up the blind first, right, with the decoys. We scooted over to the edge of the field where we had seen them working and where we figured they'd be kind of routed through pretty close to us. And we even, instead of putting the, instead of putting the tent on the edge of the field with the decoys in the middle, like you might, you know, kind of naturally want to set it up, we set it up opposite because I figured either they, Either they, you know, go through that route and go past the decoys, or if they're trying to avoid the decoys, it might skirt them right around by us into the field. So we're kind of hoping, hope, hoping we get get those same birds, you know, to to travel through again. And they hey, were, Cody, Cody, yep. I got a question. When you're describing all this, how big of an area are these turkeys working in? Is this all on the forty that you guys are on? All on the forty. Yep, and probably. What do you think, Don? There's 25, 25 acres in in the actual farm field. Twenty acres. Probably at least probably twenty five acres of it is open cow pasture. The field. So these yeah. birds are all working. When you're describing like, oh, they're over here, they're over there, and we're here, yeah. and they're roosting here. This is all like within a fort. Basically. Yeah, they're literally just like taunting the shit out of you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, they'll bump off on it's the neighbors. It's the worst. They'll bump off on the yeah, neighbors yeah. a little bit, you know, but they're always right on that fringe of the property and always end up bouncing back. Wow, like the whole time. So it's just like it's like solid action. Usually, yeah, but you yeah. you like can't get to them though. You know, no, like, I know, I know. Once, once I they do something, like, then and it's just like a you know, it's like it's a cow pasture. So even like once the snow belts and everything it's just like it's like a golf course like there's nothing to hide behind there's not there's just no possible way to get close to those birds you know we've we've talked quite a bit about like reaping you know like having a fan and getting behind it but it, it's illegal in michigan but that would be a perfect situation or opportunity where, where i could see where that would work awesome yeah yeah huh, that's crazy yeah. So yeah, so it's 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 awesome because you're looking at birds, you're seeing behavior, you're hearing them gobbling and just in the hens talking, and it, it's super cool for that. You get to see a lot of turkey behavior, and you feel like you know you you know they're right there. 
even though it might it might be less odds of killing something than if you're sitting in the middle of woods somewhere but it's uh it keeps you keeps dangling the carrot in front of you you know yeah yeah so anyways yeah those birds end up going out um over the ridge and we were we kind of just on a whim said hey we think they're gonna come back in this corner over here so we we set up our line for the evening hunt and took off and ran into the got up to that corner and, and set up and maybe called a little bit maybe napped a little bit uh, hung out for a little while um we thought we heard we heard a gobble at one point but it was it sounded a little ways off but in that direction so we we got real excited for a while and nothing ever came of it um yeah, so then we, we decided eventually we needed to go back, jump in the jump in the tent and sit there for the evening, um, so that we were in place when they if they did make it back to the field, which we were hoping for. And we ended up finally after a little bit, and I think Don, you had, you started napping and said, "Wake me up when they come in." <laughs> and in what like thirty seconds later, all of a sudden they're like. Ah. God, there's what's going over the ridge. Then it was a hen, and so he says, "Don't wake me up for a hen." <laughs> <laughs> to get a, get a little grumpy, we're a little sleep deprived at that point. And uh, all of a sudden, after, after that hen, here comes another one. Here comes another, and the the hen group had kind of split up earlier when they left the field. So um, two had gone one way, and four had gone the other, and so we ended up seeing. I think, or was it three and three? And then, so we had three hens come over the ridge, and one of them had a little bit redder head, and upon further inspection, we could see see the beard sticking out there, so we knew it was that hen group from this morning that the toms had followed out. We were hoping those toms would come back, but we ended up waiting, waiting, waiting. The hens worked back and forth, back and forth. Still wouldn't come in and and check us out um, or come in range. And then... But I think that was the point when we were really starting to think about how bearded hen might taste. And then all of a sudden up on the ridge, I see a dark shape moving and it looks, looks like a fan. So I ended up seeing this really, really nice fan out, Tom. Um, he had a, it was, it was funny once he came out because those two hens from the morning had chunks missing out of their fan, both of them. And we could, so we could, tell them apart easily um this one came out and it had a full fan this fan was perfect like, oh this is this must be a new tom and he came out and he was alone with those four hens and so then we end up start opening up side windows because they start coming around us and we're hoping maybe they'll curve and they'll, they'll come in range so don's opening his the windows on his side and i think we're, we were calling back to him talking to him a little bit and then all of a sudden they just that Tom just turns and makes a beeline for basically the other, almost the other side of the field, a ridge to the north there. And I, I can't remember what you said, Don, but it was like, it's like, damn it. <laughs> like, do we, did we scare him or, you know, what's he, what's he going for? Or, or thinking that the hen, yeah, whatever, he started taking off, but um, ended up kind of leaning around Don where I could see around and here comes another Tom from that ridge and so that first time was running out to meet him um so they kind of started dueling out in the middle of the field got farther away from the hens so the hens actually started getting closer but it didn't matter um and they we, we 
kept waiting, kept waiting, ended up flipping around our entire setup in the blinds so that we could film out the back and, and see and shoot out the back, which is like a Chinese fire drill. Zipping windows open and unzipping, yeah, unzipping new windows and zipping old windows. And we're like completely set up the opposite of how we have the decoy set up at this point. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, We're, our backs are facing the decoys. <laughs> we kept checking every once in a while just to make sure something didn't sneak up on us, which would have been great. Um, but yeah, so we're hoping these times, you know, this new time comes down. He seems a little bit more um, receptive to calling and, and kind of afraid of that the original time. And so he kind of gets kicked more towards us, but ends up pulling over to, to duel with him. And we notice, I think at that point, that that second time that he come out of the woods, had a, he had the short beard. He was he was stubby that we had seen the first week. Um, so we end up waiting, hoping, 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 and watched him just start walking off. Um, basically walking straight away from us, working that way. The hens are heading that way, um, and we kind of figured it was over. There's there was no way, you know, it was starting to starting to get into the evening. But uh, kind of out of nowhere again, two times, two other times, come right off the ridge where that second time had come from. And we look closer at these ones, and they've both got masters out of their tail fans. So we figured out these were the original boys that were, that were with the hens, and they were pissed. <laughs> and so they came out, and they, they were ready to, to throw down these two new times. Um, and so the stubby and his and his pal there they his his pal tucked tail and like ran <laughs> from these guys he didn't even try and then stubby kind of um gave them a wide wide berth and kind of hung back and distanced himself from from the hens and these two males that came off the ridge they they went right to the hens and took back over um but Stubby was hanging out in the end, and we started, I think both of us at that point, Don, we were both calling and trying to make it realistic, and he could see the decoys behind us, and he ended up working step by step closer and closer to us, and uh, he ended up, I think he, at first he hung up at like 60 yards, and we ended up, you ended up coaxing him, yeah, bit by bit by bit into 50 getting closer to 50 and there was a a gun exchange in there too exactly yeah so when when it became apparent that he was gonna get hopefully gonna get in range but not in range of the gun i had in my hands we ended up don said here take my gun take my gun although i think you know leading up to that there were a couple exchanges where don said give me my gun back (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it but, yeah, like a double could happen there for a little bit but that was short it did yeah which is yeah it was a bummer if that one hadn't been such a coward <laughs> ran out of the field <laughs> might have such a but uh <laughs> yeah, exactly but so this this stubby bearded one ends up he he basically lets the hens leave and the two new the two original times um and he starts just working towards us, working towards us, and wants to show off. And so he gets to 50, between 45, probably, yeah, between 45 and 50. Um, I was able to get, get Don's gun up and get it on him, and he, he tipped right over when I shot him. So it was 
pretty cool experience um first time and yeah it was it was goofy i mean he had a great fan he's it was a nice size and it weigh him but like a five and a half inch beard three quarter inch spurs so he was he was barely a time but he was so <laughs> i was i was very happy with him um we sat the rest of that night and hoping don could get on one but uh didn't happen we did see we still saw turkeys but and then we had a yeah a gang of jakes come in right at, right before dark there but uh right before end of shooting light so but it was it's pretty cool it was nice getting to actually put a tag on a tom for once and um don was nice enough to let me still be be up to shoot after i missed one <laughs> which i really appreciate and loaned me the gun that i used to shoot it so it was uh it was a, a team effort for sure um hopefully we can hopefully we can get you on one don we did sneak out that next morning for half a day we're getting a little braver with our wives i think but <laughs> more stupid yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line it's a fine line <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, when you shot, that thing folded at like 50 yards. I had a new choke this year, and I've, I've shot it, and it's throwing a really tight pattern at that distance. But that thing flopped like, I don't know, twice, and it was just stone dead right there. It was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were hoping it would flop more because that cowardly Tom was coming out in the field, and he was looking at him, and then those the two bigger ones ended up basically chasing him off and the hens followed them so it was we were hoping they it would look promising for a minute that they were gonna come over and see what he was up to but yeah. we've it didn't seen work plenty out of turkeys hump dead turkeys in that field so we were hoping that that allure would be there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. the final was the big <laughs> no. that's how i got my bird last year <laughs> whatever it yeah. the turkey porn field eh that's it. That's it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely not a PG-rated turkey field. I'll tell you that. Nah, yeah, yeah. We were we were laughing pretty hard that morning. <laughs> we were seeing the toms just doing oh, doing yeah. just fine by themselves. The toms yep. were just giving her, but there weren't hens around at all. So. <laughs> What happened? Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I was about crying. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> so, Don, so Don, you think you're going to get a bird, or are you going to go? What, what, what's going to happen to you? It's going to fade into the sunset. I don't know. <laughs> He's going to start just calling him in and letting him walk away. That's I, gave that's you, I gave you the run of the mill over here to chase some of these nice turkeys by my house, so you just can't seem to get her done. Well, that's not entirely true but nah. it'll, happen. <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen yeah yeah no. we're gonna get some nice weather here the next couple days it's supposed to be in the 60s it's gonna feel like august weather around here but yeah it's gonna be fun chasing turkeys so we're gonna try to get after one tomorrow for me anyway well you guys are out fishing and then uh Saturday. Yeah, I was gonna say we. There's no we about that. We're not doing anything. We, yeah. Cody and I are going fishing. <laughs> you down yeah. around are going hunt by yourself. 
Because exactly. okay. then it'll happen okay. and then it'll screw up because I won't have a cameraman. It'll be one of those fiascos, you know. Unless we get our, unless we get our limited version tomorrow, Cody, and maybe we can head back and help him out. He sounds like he needs a lot of help. Yeah. yeah. Some days I do. We'll, <laughs> we'll think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. You'll be too we'll busy cleaning fish. You won't have time to go turkey on. Yeah, I ain't going to have time to go hunt with you. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get back to Coulter's house and just start gobbling and getting you all excited. <laughs> get you all excited. Be chasing we'll see him come from the back of my property thinking come creeping <laughs> up, and then all of a sudden we're sitting in the garage and some bush lights gobbling. <laughs> Something will get shot if that happens. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll get one here in the next couple of days. I think. I think it'll happen. Ah, jeez, I mean, it's hardly May. The last I know, season left. A lot of season left for sure. I will say though, these birds are on my house. I don't, you know, who knows what's going on down where you guys hunt. They're really like they're breaking up now. I mean, there's. You know, we had those six, seven toms around, just right around my house here within a quarter mile each direction. And it's, they're definitely starting to really spread out and, you know, maybe, I, I'm not saying be tougher to hunt, but they're just all not right here like they were a week yeah. or two ago, you know. And I'm, I'm guessing, especially now that it's really warming up and greening up, you're going to see that pretty much everywhere. But if we head down to our spot there, there's, there's always hens there. So if there's hens, there's going to be toms and those times like we saw during that day they might be there right away in the morning they'll leave but they're always coming back to check on that hen group that always hangs out there so yeah. eventually we should run into one hopefully how many times <laughs> do you guys think are in that group that you guys saw five six seven ten twelve no they're the first one when cody missed his opening day there there was probably six or seven times in that group and then there was like yeah, a dozen jigs. jakes hanging out there yeah. too. It was so, chaos when they were coming in. They're working and they're working, you know, left and right, back and forth. All these turkeys just mixing in together. It was, it was pretty cool to see. So are you? But you're? Are you being a little bit of a turkey snob this year, Don? I want to try to shoot a tom again. It's been a long time. Okay. I've been keeping the, the turkey chew around just to shoot a time, so it, I got to shoot a time at this point. I'm committed to it now. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're not you're not Jake or taking them? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. You got a month of season left. Right. Right. Couple or, right? More, if it, right. If it lasts a couple more weeks, it, maybe it, it will be any anything goes. That bearded hen will get shot in the face at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least you're honest with yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, I have standards, but they're like most standards. They go down as the night goes on. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I understand. Call, call it the culture Lubin effect. I don't know. Hey, 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 Take it easy. Me and my two beagles are just fine by ourselves over here. You don't need to be throwing us under the bus. <laughs> Coulter, I, I told him about how... Uh, how you texted me a, a screenshot of one of my Facebook friends the other day. Hey, no, He's just asking me who she was and what she was up to. Well, I just yeah, I like to, you know, I like to, I'm a, I'm a wildlife professional. I like to have data to, you know, surround my decisions in life. And I, I noticed that you were friends with her, so I figured that would be, you know, best best place to go for some some data, some information. Doing like a like a mark capture release study or what? 
Yeah, at the very least, a little scouting trip, but a little virtual scouting trip. Right? Yeah, I was just I was I was scouting. It was like almost like <laughs> Onyx. I'm always on Onyx, right? And you're just doing a little scouting, a little, and then I do like I did today. You do some ground truth, and well, you know, Tinder, Bumble, Facebook, they offer you a little bit of virtual. Just you know, seeing what's out. We don't have much of a choice now. I'm not technically supposed to leave. You know, we're not supposed to be within six feet of people. It's pretty hard to right. do any kind of real-time ground truth, and you know. Maybe you'll just have to so. like put a mask over your face and take a new profile picture. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd probably look good. Yeah, <laughs> love to do that. Have to work on that tomorrow. I'll do a selfie with my mask on in my backyard. At least, hugging my hug. <laughs> at least they'll think you're like you know you got. You're you're uh, a nice guy or something because you're taking care of everybody else, all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I got it. Yeah, I, nice Cole, I, I think if you do that, though, you, you got to get the beagles in there with masks on too. Oh, I, oh, I will. I will. Why? Oh, yeah. That would just they come out of the woodwork, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see about that. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll give that a shot tomorrow. That'd be a big, big, big deal tomorrow morning. Then we'll, that'll be first on my list tomorrow. Or, or you could just get another couple beagle puppies and, you know, puppies, man, puppy pictures. That's you know, true. But my, yeah, but my weird. youngest one, my, I feel like my youngest one has a little, has enough of a puppy face where I could probably get the same benefits without having to put in all the effort of getting more puppies. <laughs> I, I've personally seen Coulter bring his beagles into the bar to meet girls. Oh, wow. that did happen. That's a, bold, that's a bold strategy. Oh, yeah. And did it work? Uh, no. No, oh, okay. No, no, no. Well, I mean, they loved it. They loved my talks. That's, that's, the, that's the main key, you know. It's almost like a distractor. Oh, yeah, we don't got to look at this long-haired guy anymore. We're going to look at his dog. And... I got a baby What's... in Lonia if you want to try the baby. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, Dom? We'll have to chat about that tomorrow. <laughs> All right. You know, you know, like a beagle pup and a baby combined? Might be a new kind of new secret there. Might be some deadly weapon we haven't discovered yet. Yeah, I haven't tried that one yet. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything to add for this turkey hunting podcast here? Or? No, we'll just have to... Well, if you uh, get back together here, well, together is relative these days. Yeah. We'll have to virtually be together, talk about a little bit of fishing, a little bit of maybe spring deer scouting kind of thing, you know. Yeah, things are finally starting to happen. Cabin fever is starting to, you know, wear off a little bit. You can actually get out and do things now, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, for sure. So we can probably, I would say here in the next week or two, we could probably... Meet up again via virtual telephone and talk about things other than turkeys, unless, you know, of course you get one, Dom, but I'm not really counting on that, so I figure we'll talk about some fishing. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good, you know, that's probably a good strategy. <laughs> so we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, all right, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of the TKZ Outdoors podcast for Don, Cody, and Coulter. Um, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for hanging with us.